Wild women, welcome. This is the Femme Podcast. If you're new around here, I'm Jack, one half of the Femme Duo. Before you dive into today's episode, I want to give you a heads up. The Femme Podcast is on season number two. You're about to listen to an episode from season one, which was the Spiritual Smackdown podcast where we invited women to rise from rock bottom. So season one is all about the Spiritual Smackdown. Season two is all about rising from greatness to greatness. More on top of more on top of more. It's where we tap into everything your woman desires. The money, the sex, the wealth, the power, the pussy desires. Start here and then come join us for season two. We're waiting. It's like a little tap on the butt or a huge womp on the booty. A spiritual smackdown is the universe's way of saying, hey, you, it's time for a change. It's time to listen to your intuition. You know, that little voice you've been ignoring. It's time for something bigger, something miraculous. But before you get to experience those highs, you got to shift through the lows. Oh, those lows. And those often start at rock bottom. Hey, I'm Rob. And I'm Jack. We're best friends and business partners. We life together, work together, play together, and somehow we ended up here. With a community of thousands of badass, beautiful women who want more from life than staying surface level. Welcome to the Spiritual Smackdown Podcast. This is for the wild woman ready to rise. The woman ready to up-level her game in soul-driven business and elevate to the next level of her being. This podcast is going to connect you with women who are out in the world having a massive impact. This podcast is going to call on your truth. This podcast is going to initiate massive breakthroughs in your life and business to bust through the limits that are keeping you stuck exactly where you are right now. We're going deeper than surface level. We're going to the depths of healing to trigger your revolution. We're tapping into the struggles of growing and operating six-figure businesses, being totally broke and then rising to riches. We're diving into the spiritual growth, getting clear on what you want, learning how to ask for it, owning your worth, gaining confidence, and becoming a total queen of pleasure to raise your vibe and magnetize your reality. We're teaching you how to get strategically aligned in your business and challenging you to strip your business of all the weighted shoulds. And then we're going to watch your bank account start growing with more ease than ever before. So welcome to this space, a space for you to finally understand and celebrate that where you are right now is the perfect place to rise. So go ahead and hit subscribe on iTunes, fill your cup with coffee or wine, and come get real with us as we spit our truth and get ready to rise. Hello, wild ladies. Welcome back to the Spiritual Smackdown podcast for the wild women ready to rise. You guys, today I'm so excited to be introducing you to Jenna Faith. Jenna is another one of our Hypermind sisters, and we just love, you know, bringing part of our boss tribe online with us here in the space to share their stories. And I'm so, so excited for this conversation. Jenna is a visibility and mindset strategist for entrepreneurs who want to leave a legacy. She works with high-achieving women to move their money and visibility blocks so they can earn more and make a bigger impact. And she is the creator of Meant for Millions. And can we just end that introduction with saying that Jenna Faith is like absolute fire like that emoji (laughs) with the fire flames is I think of you when I see it and I'm not kidding 
I agree. Every time I'm on your social media, Jenna, I'm just like, boom, like she is bringing it and your energy is fierce and fiery and magnetic and badass and boss. And yeah, we just love you. Oh my God. I love it. I feel like that's the best compliment I've received like all year. So thank you so much. I love it. So let's dive in. And Jenna, the first question that we'd love to ask everyone as they come on the Spiritual Smackdown podcast is, what does the word Spiritual Smackdown bring up for you when you hear that? Well, the first thing that came up was my entire life. And as a manifesting generator with emotional authority, I just realized like how much of my life is just a combination of spiritual smackdowns. So definitely I, I I'm all for it. I think before I used to feel bad about it, but now I like truly embrace all of the stuff that I've been through in my life and my business with my money, with my relationships, like all of it. I love that so much because here's one of the things about spiritual smackdowns. I feel like people resist them for so long. They try and keep it together. They try and hold their lives together for as long as they can. And as they're doing that, as they're just constantly like grasping onto things to keep their lives together in this like perfect little balanced eggshell, all of a sudden they lose parts of who they are and they start to crumble and they start to feel everything falling apart and then whomp. But if you don't resist it, if you just accept that this is part of our lives and part of who we are, then I don't know, like, what does it feel like to just to have finally have acknowledged like, yeah, this is just what my life is like? Yeah, I mean, I think it definitely having a different perspective on that allows for magic to happen because then you can really look at all of these things and evaluate and look at your life and look at where you need to grow and where you need to change. And for me, like, that's definitely one of my core values is just like consistent and constant growth. So being able to go through these things, not only to help myself and help myself grow and change and shift and learn all these things, but being able to bring that to my audience and my people and being able to relate to them on a really, really deep level because I've been there. And that's like one thing that I think that we all are just here for. We're all here to really, you know, stand in our knowing and share our truths and share our lessons and lead as we go, right? The more that we lead ourselves, the more we get to lead others. But like, it's not like any of us have it all figured out. It's this constant energy of growth, of up-leveling. And that's for me, like the spiritual smackdown is this opportunity to really transform and to up-level when we allow it to. Yeah. And I don't know about you, but for me, I don't, I don't resonate with perfect. Like if I see someone who appears to be just so perfect and nothing ever challenged them in their life, like that, that's not appealing to me. Mm -hmm. I can relate to that. Yeah. It doesn't do anything for me either. And actually what I think when I see someone who's trying to get that perfect image across is like, what, what are you not allowing me to see? I immediately want to see below the hood, you know, like, okay, let me see what's under there. Cause we all know you've got something going on, you know, and I think that's one thing that we're seeing a lot develop in female leaders is this willingness to become more vulnerable. And especially in the online world, you know, the the women that we see rising the fastest are the women who aren't pretending to be perfect, right? They're the women who are allowing us to see their process, to be part of it even, and you're showing us how they lead themselves through the smackdowns. So absolutely. So tell us, for you, what is your message to your audience? If there was one thing that you needed people to know, that you needed women to know right now in this time, what would it be? 
Such a good question. Such a loaded question. <laughs> um, because, you know, right now in this time, things are things are different, right? Things are changing. So, but for me, I the ultimate thing, you know, for my people is always about being able to create wealth and freedom for themselves. So I have been a single mom for seven years now, and I've kind of built this whole thing on my own. And I used to, previous time, a previous Jenna, aka Jen, (laughs) used to, you know, just be somebody who was very blamey, never took responsibility for my stuff, always thought it was somebody else's stuff going on, or it was their fault and all of that stuff. And for me, being able to start my business and create the life that I want, create the wealth that I want, create the freedom that I want, was like the ultimate for me. It was really just such a powerful thing. And I want that for every woman, whether they're single, single moms, married, divorced, whatever it is, I feel like we all need to have this balance of freedom and wealth in our life. And I'm so curious, you said that you've been a single mom now for seven years. When did you start your business? Seven years ago. (laughs) Well, I remember the first program that I ever bought. I asked my ex-husband, he wasn't my ex at the time, but I asked him if I could put it on his credit card. (laughs) And he allowed me to put it on on his credit card. And I would say within a year of me starting my business and and like really, really getting it going, because the first year was kind of womp womp, we broke up. So you know, I've been single mom ever since. And how did it feel like at that time being like, you know, just being like, Hey, I am, I have a new business. I am just recently divorced, like a single mom. I have a toddler. Like, you know, I feel like so many women are like, it would be just such a scary time to embark on an entrepreneurial journey. Oh, totally. I mean, when I look back at my story and and I share my story, I, I do say like, I mean, I literally had everything going against me um, when I started this business, like the divorce. And the whole reason why I started this business was because I was laid off from a job that I had. And I was just like, you know, screw this. No one's ever going to tell me how much money I make or when I get a paycheck, I'm going to go out on my own. So the money was was really, really tough back then, too. I was about like $60,000 in debt. I was behind on all my bills because I had just lost my job, getting divorced, depression. I mean, literally like everything that could be against me was against me at that time. But I really saw my business as my saving grace. And I was like, just so happy that I don't even know how I stumbled upon coaching. Because before this, I didn't even know what coaching was. Like I knew there was online things. And I was really versed in social media and marketing and, you know, offline marketing and things like that. But I didn't know what the coaching world was. But I really feel like that came to me at the right moment, so that I could change my life and then help others do the same. I'm so curious, actually, like, what did you do? You said you got laid off. Mm -hmm. So I was doing social media. So I actually worked for one of the largest casinos in Atlantic City, and I was doing all of their social media and marketing. So I mean, I had the best job in the world, honestly. (laughs) I'm definitely not like one of those entrepreneurs who wanted to like leave my job because it was soul sucking. I had the most amazing job. I literally got paid you know, to be on social media for 40 hours a week on Instagram, on Facebook. Um, So it was really awesome. I used to be able to like go to concerts and all of their events and, you know, photograph and upload on social media. I mean, it was it was really awesome. So I had this background in marketing and in social media. And so that's really where I started. I started kind of just freelancing for local businesses to help them with like their websites, their social media and things like that. And it really just evolved from there. Once I discovered there was an online world where I could help people online create their social media and their marketing kind of shifted online. 
I love that. And and one thing I love about that too, is usually a lot of the women that we chat with or, or encounter who are kind of like, oh, maybe I should be an entrepreneur. Maybe I should try, but they, they don't have the confidence yet, or they don't really like trust the path yet. A lot of those women haven't loved their jobs, right? Like one of the things that we find like really encourages people to begin the path in entrepreneurship is that they don't love their job, right? They've had like a really shitty corporate experience or they hate their boss or they don't want to leave their kids. And what I love from your experience is that you're like, I had an amazing job. Like I loved the freedom. I loved what I got to do with my work, but you still saw this opportunity to create your own thing, to do the thing that you loved inside of that job and to make it your own to take the glass ceiling off your income and to just like to become your own boss and rock it your own way. I think that's so liberating. Absolutely. So let's talk about meant for millions. Tell me what that means to you. Like what, I mean, it sounds so powerful when you hear it, when you say it, what does that like really underneath mean and represent for you? So Men for Millions is fairly new as far as my brand and and putting that out into the world. I used to actually, my company name is actually Million Dollar Mommy. And that came, you know, just because like, that was my goal. (laughs) Like I was like, I'm going to help women, especially single moms across the world, like just make millions. And probably back in October of 2019, I just got this download while I was journaling. So journaling is like one of my rituals every single morning. This is really how I feel like I've manifested everything in my life. And as I was journaling, I just wrote, I just wrote meant for millions. And I was like, oh my gosh. And I didn't know what it was at first. Like usually when I get these downloads, like, I don't know what it is. I don't know. Is it a podcast? Is it a new program? Is it anything? Like, I don't know what it is. Right. But this thing just stuck with me. And I knew that the message wasn't just for me. Cause at first I was like writing in my journal, like I am meant for millions. And then I just kept getting this nudge that Like, you need to share this because this is not, this message is not just for you. And so it took me a little while to kind of figure out like, what is this thing? And and I talked about it for a few weeks to some really close friends and mentors and things. And then finally, I was just like, this is my brand. I'm supposed to completely shift my brand into meant for millions. So that's kind of where it came about, which was really cool because I'm the type of person also that jumps on these downloads that I get. And they usually just kind of like, don't really do much after a little while, but this one like really, really stuck. And so I'm in the process now actually of like shifting my entire brand to meant for millions. Oh my gosh. I love that. And that's something that we're familiar with because before we met you, we were actually girl tribe and we just completely rebranded and switched everything over to femme and for the wild femme last June. And I feel like Rob as saying like last June, I'm like, Oh my gosh, it hasn't even been a year yet. So crazy. Men for Millions just feels so powerful for me. I feel like a lot of our listeners are going to be like downloads. What do you mean you got that as a download? Like you got that from the internet? You? <laughs> How does a download come through for you? What does it mean for you? So for me, it's like, you know, obviously it's like one of those things that's hard to explain if you don't experience it. But essentially for me, it's like something that comes from God, the universe, that is a, a direct message for me to put out to other people. Like, it's like, this is the message that you are meant to share. This is the message that people need to hear and they need to hear it from you. And so this is not the type of thing that you can contrive. 
So a lot of people will like want to sit down and be like, oh, I want to get a download. I'm going to sit here with my journal, and, you know, try to figure it out and try to get it. But for me, it's like it's always come like either on the back end of me journaling or like in the middle of the night. And I'll just get woken up in the middle of the night with either words or phrases that don't necessarily make sense when I first hear them. And I just really nurture that just like I did with Meant for Millions. I was like, okay, this is cool. This sounds really cool. Like, what is this? And I just kind of kept nurturing it over and over again until I really like, it was like, bam, okay, this is what it is. So yeah, for me, the, they usually come in the middle of the night. I can remember other downloads that I've gotten for, you know, specific programs that I wanted to run or ideas for my business, or even just like, you know, reaching out to certain people that I felt an immediate urge to act on. Yeah. And I know like Jack and I work so much with downloads inside of our, our business. And for me, my downloads come through in the middle of the night also. And that's actually how Jack and I became business partners because I had <laughs> a crazy download in the middle of the night that eventually became, you know, down the road became femme. And Jack, your downloads come mostly in the shower, right? Yeah, mostly in the shower or in the middle of the night as well, like lots, of, lots during dreams. But I would say my regular is like, in water, by water, in the shower, like anything water-based is where I typically like get downloads, channeled messages. And I know for me, the thing was at the beginning though, I was like, I was like, well, obviously like that's just my mind, you know, like you try to like, you, you try to like, you kind of have this battle. I was like, okay, is that my brain? But I was like, I don't even like think I know what those words mean or same as you, like Jenna, I would write something in my journal and then not even remember writing it. And I was like, wait a second, like, did I write that? It's my handwriting. So I must have, mm -hmm. but it doesn't sound like me. Like it doesn't sound like my voice. So I would almost try to convince myself that it was just like my brain, but it wasn't like, it just feels like something outside of you. It's not coming from my head. Yeah. It's not coming from you. It's coming from a higher source. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then you get to decide, right? Like, I'm, what am I going to do with this? And usually for me, those are the types of things that I'm like, I can't keep this to myself. Yeah. This message was for me, but just like you said, with, with made for millions, like this is for everyone else, you know, like there are more people in the world that need to hear this. And I feel like for me, that differentiates a download versus an idea that comes from my mind is like, oh yeah, this is something that's meant to be shared with everyone. You know, it's coming through me for the world. I love that. Yeah. And that really resonated with me when you said that, Jenna, too, because I have actually usually operated the opposite. I've like kept my downloads to myself. I'm like, oh, that's what's, you know, I'm going to tuck that away in my journal. And just recently, like I've started literally like when I get out of the shower, like we'll record riffs or just like, I'm like, yeah, exactly what Robin said there. Like this is coming to me for a reason and it's not like mine to hold on to and to keep. It's for me to share. It's for me to use to connect with other women and, you know, lead other women on their journey so that they can connect with whatever it is that I'm sharing in their own way. So Made for Millions, what do women need to know to really feel like they can resonate with Made for Millions? Yeah. And I think that kind of held me back a little bit because I remember years ago, I actually did this program called Operation Millionaire Goddess, OMG. And it was like the best thing ever. <laughs> and I remember just getting a lot of women that were in my audience, like, but I'm not a millionaire. Like I don't resonate with being a millionaire. It seems too far off. Right. And for me, it's like, like we think, I think in the online world, sometimes very short-sighted, like within this month, right. Or within this year is like, we're going to make a million, mm -hmm. but I'm like, 
but you can make a mil- you can make a million over the next five years, right? Or the next 10 years. And then it doesn't seem so hard, right? Because if somebody's making $100,000 over the next 10 years, that's a million dollars. So for me, it's kind of like this, this ongoing, like making it happen over time, not necessarily like I have to make a million dollars this year in order to be, to be met for millions, right. Or to be considered a millionaire or to be able to resonate with that. So yeah, I think it's like everyone is on their own path and also on their own time, right. So you can totally resonate with millions as a whole versus like trying to jam it into a certain period of time. I can definitely resonate with that because yeah, I know for me in the beginning thinking like, oh, making a million dollars in a year seems so out of reach. Seems so like I wouldn't resonate with that, you know? And then being able to tap into that you are creating wealth, that it doesn't need to happen overnight, that it is part of your journey. Absolutely. I love that you said wealth. You know, a lot of times that's not talked about, right? It's always about like the money we're making right now and not, you know, the money that's in the bank or the money that's in investments or our net worth or the things that we own or the properties that we've invested in. And I think that that's all really important too. And it's not really, it's not really talked about a whole lot in our industry. Well, and especially with women, right? Women, I find so many women veer away from using the word wealth or or even like admitting that they're trying to build wealth or that they have these goals to become wealthy women. You know, and what I love is that on this podcast, we talk about having downloads and then we talk about building wealth and we talk about how the downloads and these channeled messages help us build wealth. Yeah, I wish, I mean, and that, you know, what I said was like, my mission really is like, help women create wealth and freedom. So not just, you know, the life that they have now. But even when I think about legacy, like most people think the legacy is going to be after they die, right? After they leave this earth, it's like, what am I going to leave behind? What am I going to leave behind? And for me, it's not just about like leaving a legacy, but living a legacy. So like, what is the life that you're living now? And how are you showing up for that? Oh, I feel like those words are a powerful shift, leaving a legacy or living a legacy. And you can do both. And you can do both. Of course you can. Of course you can. I want to hear more about that. Like, I feel like I'm living a legacy, but I don't know. All of a sudden, like in that pause, I'm like, am I? I don't know. Yeah, I think that when I think of legacy, it's something that's way bigger than myself. It's way bigger than like, the work that I'm doing right now, it's way bigger than the people that I'm coaching right now. I feel like it's like this long-term thing. So I think about just people who have been around for a really, really long time that have not just a brand, but they have, you know, books and teachings and, you know, just all kinds of things that are going to last after them, but they're still here, you know, they're still here and they're still like making it happen. And they're still just inspiring like millions of people, right? Like not just on a small scale. It's not like 20 or 30 people or a thousand people. It's like millions and millions of people. And I feel like if we can really get to like a place where we're thinking bigger than our current situations, that's where the legacy is really going to come in. Like I was just thinking about, you know, I'm in a program and there's, I think maybe like, I don't even know, maybe 25 or 30 people in the program. And I'm like, cool. And one of the things that I see happen a lot, especially in our industry is like people create a program and then they discard it. Right. It's like, okay, that one's over next. Yeah. And I'm like, but this is so good. Like why stop at 30 people? Why aren't you trying to like leverage this in a way where you can impact 3000 people? 
or 30,000 people. So I think it's just so like sometimes in our industry, it's very short-sighted and very just like so fast moving that we don't give those really excellent and really powerful ideas and downloads and things enough time to really become something that's bigger than ourselves. Oh my God. I love that so much because yeah, like we're a throwaway society. We throw everything away, clothes, dishwashers that break down, computers, like we just, we throw it all away and we get something new. Right. And I think that that translates into the work that we do a lot of the time, right? We never let our message or our work like really ruminate or, or give it time to grow or, or the attention and focus it needs to grow. We think like, okay, that didn't automatically reach millions of people onto the next. I got to try the next thing. I got to throw that idea out and like wait for what comes next. But that's so not true right? Like what if we gave something the patience, the love, the attention it needs to, to get to those 3000 people, to get to those 30,000 or 3 million people? Exactly. Yeah. And that's something that, you know, I've been guilty of, of course, too. I mean, if I look at how many programs I've run over the last few years, it's just like, oh my God, like seriously, Jen. But this is where that came from. It was just like, what, like I actually was moving things over from one platform to the other for like my membership area. And I'm looking at these programs that I created and I was like, why did I not ever sell that thing again? Why didn't I keep selling that? Why didn't I keep promoting that thing? But it was because like you said, it's just like, oh, next, that didn't work. Or, you know, I only got 20 people in that wasn't a success instead of like, wow, that was really good. I'm so excited for the 20 people that got results and let's try to go for 200 you know, and then let's try to go for 2000. So I feel like for me, where I'm at in my business, you know, almost seven years in is like shifting that and like starting to really think about long-term legacy and leaving something bigger than myself than just a bunch of random little things that I'm just like hopping from one thing to the other. And I think sometimes one of the things that stops us too is the story that we have told ourselves like, oh, our audience has already seen it. Mm. So if they didn't buy it then, they're not going to buy it now. Or that we forget like our people are constantly growing too. So maybe they weren't ready then and they are ready now. And if we don't give them the opportunity to participate in that course again, to purchase that offer again, like we're withholding from them. Yeah, I love that. Actually, one of the things that shifted my perspective on this, because I used to think the same way. I'm like, oh, people have already heard it. I've already talked about it. And I remember just talking to one of my mentors and he was like, let me ask you a question. He's like, do you think that the amount of people who know you is bigger or the amount of people who don't know you yet? And I was like, well, clearly there's way more people who don't know about me yet. And he's like, exactly. So you have to keep talking about it, right? Maybe you find different ways, different angles, different stories to talk about the same thing because yeah, not only are your people that are currently in your audience growing, but your audience itself is growing, right? So it's, you're going to get those brand new people in all the time. Yeah. And it's interesting too, because I feel like anytime I've been to events, like I've been to a few Tony Robbins events and I remember the last time being there, I was like, oh yeah, I could, I could say this part of his story like for him right now. Cause I've been to a few and it's like, but every time I hear that story, there's like something different that I actually hear because I'm at a different place. You said, you know, you can say it in a new way or a new story. Sometimes also, I think like the power of hearing the same story over and over and over again is also really powerful. And even look at Tony Robbins, like he's still holding the same event that He's held for years and years and years, right? Decades. So it's like, mm -hmm. he's not like, oh, I'm going to come up with a new one. You know, like he's 
he's obviously growing it and developing new ones, but it's like, it's the same thing. It's UPW, it's Date with Destiny, right? It's like, it's the same thing, right? So this reminds me of something that I heard at a an event and I was just like, oh my God. It was like one of those things that was like a light bulb moment with sharing your message and, you know, just saying the same things over and over again, because I think that we feel like we're being annoying right? And people have already heard this. They're not going to want to hear it again. We have to come up with something new. What I heard was that when people learn and when they're being inspired by people or by things, it's these four M's. So it's the message, the moment, the messenger, and the medium. So this is why sometimes like you can hear something, like you know it, but then you hear it come out of somebody else's mouth and you're like, you finally get it. Like it clicks for you, right? Because it's like, Maybe what last time you heard it before, it didn't, it didn't resonate with you on the level that you were at, but now where you are and where you've grown to, you're like, I get this, or it's the way somebody else says it, you know, just like, like, I always think about, like, I was thinking about this when I was in a relationship. It's like, I'll tell my boyfriend like the same thing. I'll tell him something. I'll tell him and tell him. And he's just like, whatever, whatever, whatever. And then he hears it from someone else. And he's like, guess what, Jen? And I'm like, really? (laughs) Like, I told you that already, right? But like, he didn't, like, I wasn't the messenger for him, right? It was somebody else. Totally. I 100% get that and love that. And actually, just like last week, one of our one-to-one clients said this. She's like, you know, I've heard this like concept before and she's done a ton of like personal growth and development and Tony Robbins and retreats and events. And she was like, I don't know what switched, but the way that Robin just said that right now, it just landed for me in a whole new way. And it was like, yeah, because Robin is your messenger right now. Like that, just what you just said, that it makes so much sense. Yeah. And even just like the medium. So maybe somebody like hears somebody say it on stage or in person and it doesn't resonate, but then they read it in a book and they're like, oh, I get it. Right. Like they see the words. That's me. If I read it in a book, I can like really like grab onto it for some reason, better than when I just hear someone say it. Isn't that interesting? I think that's such a cool permission slip for all the entrepreneurs listening to, to reuse your copy, (laughs) like reuse your stuff, right? Like transcribe your lives and write down your favorite points from your podcast, like get your message out there as many ways as you can. You know, there, there's also this like fake little faux pas for people, you know, who, are reusing stuff and reusing copy and content. And I just think like, no, that's exactly what you're meant to be doing. It's your message. You know, there's nothing more valuable than that. So get it out there as many ways as you physically possibly can. Absolutely. I always reuse my stuff and people don't notice. (laughs) It like lands for them differently. You know, like I'm always looking at like my memories and I'm like, oh, that was a really good post. I'm going to post that again. (laughs) And people just resonate with it all over again, you know? Because social media is also so fast moving that like, it's not like somebody's going to remember. I mean, unless you did it like two weeks ago, but if you posted something six months ago or nine months ago or a year ago, they're not going to remember that you posted that, but they're going to still resonate with the message. Yeah. I feel like sometimes I read stuff that I wrote, like things that come from memories and I'm like, wait, I don't even remember writing that. So if I don't remember (laughs) writing that, people sure as hell aren't going to remember reading it. And I think just going back to that, like, okay, your audience is growing. So there's new people that need to hear that. There's people that need to hear it again. There's people that they're growing. So it's going to land in a different, in a different way for them. Yeah. Jenna, what would you say you learned the most from, you know, one of your most recent smackdowns or something that's gone down in your life that's propelled you through a season of growth? Like, how did you come out on the other side? 
Oh, I, I came out as Jenna Faith. <laughs> so Jenna Faith came on the back end of of a SmackDown for me. So maybe some people know who I am. Maybe some people don't. But I have been known online as Jen Scalia for the last seven years, which is funny because that's not even my real last name. <laughs> I have books written as Jen Scalia. I've been featured on over 200 podcasts and in Forbes and Business Insider and all kinds of stuff as Jen Scalia, like everything is Jen Scalia. And I just had, you know, for me, most of my smackdowns have always been relationships, giving my power up, right? Or compromising my power for somebody else. So the most recent one came on the back end of me breaking off an engagement. And I did this meditation, which is so weird because I, I'm definitely not like a traditional meditator. And I did this meditation and I just, I cried and I was, and again, Jenna Faith came to me as a download. I just heard the name and I was like, that's my name. Mm-hmm. And it took me a little while. And I really was just like, I'm owning this as like this new badass powerhouse, feminine goddess, everything is Jenna Faith. And it was like a new emergence of of me. And I feel like that, like you just embody that so deeply, like what Robin said right at the beginning of this podcast, like it, it feels to us who follow you and see you growing online, like that is just who you are. Like you are Jenna Faith, you are that badass, you are like here to just like bring it with that fire. Yeah. And I learned a lot of lessons and I feel like most of my Smackdowns have been pretty much the same. <laughs> and it's like, okay, you didn't, you didn't learn that lesson yet. Like, yep. let's, let's give it to you again. Right. And I feel like this time it's like, it's so different. And that's why I've, I've done, you know, the complete name change, which I feel like was a really bold move considering that I've been online for seven years and I have all this stuff and as my old name. So it was a really bold move to just be like, this is it. Like, this is just who I am now. And there's no going back. I already learned that lesson. I don't need to learn that lesson anymore. Mm -hmm. How did the name change go? Like, did you legally change your name or what, what did that process look like? No, not yet. So I mean, at first, I was just like, I'm just going to drop it on people. (laughs) But then there was definitely a little bit of fear of like, well, I have this huge audience, you know, I have lots of people that follow me have been following me for years. They're not going to know who I am if I just change my name, you know. And so I decided to just kind of do it incrementally. So I'm still in the process of doing the name change. I haven't changed it legally. I so far have just changed it on like my social medias, just to get people that have already been following me used to the name. And it's, you know, I've done announcements and things and I still get people that are like, who is this person using Jen Scalia's branding? (laughs) So it's like, I've created such a brand online that people are recognizing me, but they didn't necessarily recognize the name because they didn't get the whole name change memo. So yeah, I'm still in the process of just going into that very slowly. And then from there, I'll be changing like my website and, you know, some other things going on. I don't know if I'm going to change it legally just because it's kind of a pain in the butt. And I don't, I don't know if I really want to do that. Yeah. Plus my son, you know, it's my son's last name. So I'd like to keep, you know, his last name. Well, and I love that you just decided to own it though, that you're like, Hey, I'm willing to go there. I'm willing to come out with this like new me, this new brand, because I'm not going back because I'm not willing to go back. Like you're like, I've got that lesson. And now we're going forward. Now there's a new realm that we're entering. Yeah. 
And what a cool reminder too to people that like we get to change everything about ourselves. You know, we get to change our thoughts, our beliefs, the way we show up, the work we do. We also get to change our fucking name if we want to. <laughs> you know, like it gets to be that easy. We get to. We just get to decide, right? And I think so many women forget that we have this level of choice, right? Like it's uh, this is our power. I love that. Yeah. Jenna, thank you so much for joining us today, for hopping on, for telling us about Made for Millions and, you know, some of the things that you've learned throughout your journey. I know that Jack and I look up to you and the brand that you have created so much. And it's just so awesome to see you through another SmackDown and like coming out in flames and just your energy is so Mm -hmm. alive. And yeah, I think we're just so appreciative of you. Ah, I love it. I love it. Thank you so much for having me on the show. I feel like I've said things in this podcast that I've not said in other podcasts and I've been on a a whole lot of them. So thank you for bringing that out. That's amazing. We love that you are just being willing and open to share with us. And for anyone who wants more Jenna Faith, where can they find you? Oh, so my my two best places right now. I'm trying to I'm trying to up my Instagram game. So you can find me at Meant for Millions on Instagram. And then I do have a Facebook group called Meant for Millions as well. You can just go to jenscalia.com forward slash tribe and that'll take you right to my group. Amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, you are so welcome. Thanks, Jenna. Thank you so much for joining us today. There really is nothing better than bringing a group of grown-ass women together. So go ahead and hit subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts and come get real with us every week as we spit our truths and get ready to rise. And if you know other women down to get real, please do us a favor and share this episode on the socials. Take a screenshot and tag us on Instagram at ForTheWildFemme so we can give you a shout out. Instagram is definitely our favorite place to hang. So come join the combo there. And we'll see you back here each and every Thursday. Thank you so much for being here. Get ready to rise. Love you, ladies. If you resonated with the messages in this podcast, we would love if you left us a review on iTunes or if you shared this with your community, you can tag the Femme Podcast on Instagram. If you're wanting to take this work just a little bit deeper, hop inside the weekly. Every week we meet, we've got guest coaches covering a wide array of topics on personal growth, development, to really help you sink into living your best life to curating the lifestyle that really sets your soul on fire and choose what you pay. So you can pay whatever you like, $11, 33 or $77 for the entire month. You also get access to all of the recordings. Go take advantage every single month. We also donate part of the proceeds to a change-making organization. So while you are giving back to yourself and really connecting yourself with an incredible community, you're also giving back to the world. So we love you so much. We can't wait to see you inside that community to make change, to spark uh, more collective love together. And as always, we're so appreciative for you and we love you so much. So thanks for listening and we'll see you right back in this same place next week.